listener production. On today's episode of Footy Talk, Jay-Z Clark and Mitch Robinson join us to chat through all of the big stories from round 15. We chat about one of the best games of the season between the Pies and the Crows, the club statement and all of the fallout from the West Coast Eagles. And we know you all look forward to Jay-Z's headlines and he's got some absolute crackers today. That's all coming up on Footy Talk. G'day guys and welcome back to your Monday edition of Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy with all the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Round 15 is done and dusted, can you believe it? And here to dissect all of the action in studio, Jay-Z Clark. Hello, queen of our screens. Abby Holmes, oh, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great to be here. Joe, the Collingwood is impressed by Nick Dacos. What he's Oof. doing in his second season. Well, Extraordinary. I, I was impressed with the Crows whilst they didn't get the win, but we will get into that in just a moment. Down the line from Briz Vegas. Yes. It's yes. Robinson. How are you going? Good, thank you. Thanks for getting me on again, guys. It means I must have done pretty well the first time. So this is a <laughs> get a callback. That's that's very rare. If you in my get the second gig, you yeah. know you've done <laughs> yes. something right in the first time. Somebody said something about a rating spike. It's all over. Oh, well, that's, that's what I do. Though. Everyone looks for the controversial stuff from me, but at the moment, I don't really have much besides a couple of talking points. But we'll get to that before we get to all of the action from the weekend. Robbo, you were involved in Spud's game at, at Marvel Stadium on Friday. How did you find that? It, it was a ripping night to be a part of. It was, and they, they had a good crew there too, um, running the show. So the, the the people that were involved were all about the mental health and and trying to raise trying to raise awareness for that. And they've been raising a lot of money um, in memory of obviously Frawley and and the, the work that the family's been doing mm. since. So when I got the call up, um, I didn't get asked to play because I think they they know I've got a knee injury at the moment. But they said if you can come down and just bring a bit of Robinson vibe to it, um, they gave me free reins, and I was a little yeah. bit nervous for them saying that. So. Um, yeah, got the mic in hand, had a lot of fun, um, and, and got to see a few people. So, uh, and I was, it was a good night all in all. It was only 30 minutes long. So yeah. they played 30 minutes straight, but yeah, it was a lot of fun and, and hopefully they, uh, they got, they got what they wanted out of it, which was a good night and, and being in that circle, um, before the game started, mm-hmm. um, when, when our Dunster was talking, that was actually really moving, um, time. So that was, yeah, that was really cool to be a part of that. Incredibly powerful statement, I thought, and it changes the whole footy club culture in the sense, like, you think back to when you started, Mitch, in 15, 20 years ago or thereabouts, you know, I sort of thought there was always this expectation and pressure on players and people in footy just to be tough, to tough it out, to mm. box on, you know, to zip it and just get on with it, you know. Yeah. Now it's opening up, be honest, talk about your feelings, talk about your emotions. So been a huge change, really, on that front, and I think... Um, you know, we're all, certainly all better for it. And footy clubs are A1 in that, um, on that list. Mitch, I've got a question for you because I actually pointed this out at three-quarter time on Friday night with Seven. And it's something that I had really noticed with the St Kilda Footy Club for, uh, you know, many, many weeks. And it's, I guess, every club has access to a sports psych. There's no doubt about mm. that. But I've never seen one more involved than what I have with Dr Ben Robbins at the St Kilda Footy Club. And there's certain yeah. players... They come to the bench for their usual interchanges. They walk the boundary with him. They're obviously speaking about, you know, how they're feeling or what they're seeing or, or whatever it is. But have you ever had a sports psychologist that heavily involved game day? Because it was pretty impressive. Probably not on, on game day. Like before the game, we would have our welfare manager and a, and a few other people in there that the players who regularly talk to during the week and and, and to be honest, like most of it's confidential, but they know the triggers and what goes through the players' head. Mm. Like the coach is heavily involved Um with the psyche of the players and, and, you know, their job kind of relies on making sure the players are up and about for game day. They've got no stresses bar, you know, what's in front of them on, on the night or on the day of the footy game. So 
Yeah, we, we, I reckon about five or six years ago, like when I came up to Brisbane, I think that's when it really started changing um, for the better. It's more of a, the coaches are starting to understand. And that's, that's what Fager's um, philosophy was that, you know, he, he has a uh, teaching background. So he knows how to talk mm-hmm. to all the players on, on personal level. And I think that's where it really changed in terms of getting in um, welfare managers and psychologists to talk to the players. And because it's not just the old, what, what Jay said before, it's not about the old, oh, if you have a bad game, you cop a whack and get on with it type thing. Like it's more behind it. Why did you play bad? How was he feeling leading up to it? Um, I started journaling a while ago and that's how I got a lot of my feelings out. And I still struggle to talk to people about a lot of things, but journaling was really big on me. And that's when I started seeing my psychologist um, through the AFLPA and, and, and to none a lot of things off field. So it's a direct, direct correlate, correlation between um, what you feel off field and how you play on game mm-hmm. day. So St. Kilda are probably really big in that area. You know, I'm probably not just because of the, the spud thing that might have happened, but just just the, the psyche behind it. And yeah. if players are utilizing that, that's great to see. But yeah, it, I didn't know that they were on the bench doing that. We, we mm. didn't have that, but we had um, similar types of people around. Yeah, Spuds game, the third annual Spuds game, of course, was a raging success. But Jay, let's move on. Do yes. you want to start with a positive oh. or a negative? Where are we going? No, I think we start with Collingwood. I thought this was, an, I mean, they got out of jail again, the Pies, oh. didn't they? They come from behind the win. Uh, Adelaide, all credit to them, got up off the canvas and smacked the Pies in the face with eight straight <laughs> goals. And it's like, wow, what a statement Adelaide is making. But then you looked up at the scoreboard, you looked at Craig McRae and the Collingwood players as they all went to their positions at the start of the fourth you quarter. Knew. And you can just see them all saying, here we go go again. Here we go. We know how to do this. So yeah. they took it on. They kicked the contest and um, extraordinary. I mean, what Nick Dacos is doing, Mitch, in his, in his second season, like he took over that last term and the, the smarts he showed sort of getting the downfield 50 to kick the goal, to put him ahead. Like, I just don't know. I mean, we say it's some things are unprecedented. I don't know that I've ever seen a second year player. He's the Brownlow medal favorite, obviously, have mm. this sort of impact. What are you seeing when you watch this kid plays extraordinary? Oh, I'm I'm about the same as everyone else. I, I, he's obviously likened to Judd. Like Judd is the only guy that I remember mm. in my playing career and before that a player who could take over a game at such a young age. But yeah. I was thinking at the start of the year, like when's when's someone going to bash him up? Like just get into him and and take his mind off the game. Like that's the first thing that came to my head. Like surely other players are sick of hearing about the Dacos brothers and how good they're going. So they would make it their you know their number one target to put him off his game. And they tried that before and it didn't work. So. That's when I was like, oh, okay, shit, this kid actually has what it takes to be mm. one of the best players in the comp, Brownlow medalist, all the accolades that can come his way. That's when I was like, goodness gracious, this kid's got something special. Um, and, and I was speaking to a couple of Adelaide boys yesterday and they're like, it's, it's too, too hard to tag him. He's so fit. Mm. He reads the game well. Obviously, he's got that from his dad. Um, and, and they play such a good brand, the Collingwood mm. Footy Club, in terms of being able to op- get him open and they can play him off half back, wing. He can play half forward. He's got one of the best um, forward 50 games going around in the competition. So he's just one of those players that it shouldn't be like they look to him to help them win. And yes. last year, last year they, I think they won like nine games by under, like with single digits. Mm-hmm. And, and I think everyone thought the same thing as UJ going into this game in the halftime was like, they can still win this game. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not out of reach. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's depressing for me to watch because I wish I had that kind of talent when I was playing footy, but yeah, he, he's, he, oh, he, he's something special, that's for sure. 37 disposals, 15 mm. contested possessions, nine clearances, nine score involvements and a goal. It was an all-round performance by Dacos, but 
Juddy won his Brownlow in his third year, didn't he? Yeah. So are you putting it on Nick Dacos to win it in his second? I can't see him being stopped. I, I took some time to th- I sort of thought, oh, surely in the second half of the season, the physicality will yeah. take its toll. He will slow down. Yeah. He can't climb this mountain for the whole season, surely. <laughs> and I'm watching him yesterday and I'm like, I've got this wrong. I'm wrong. He yeah. can do it. He can yeah. pull off. We are watching history in the making. And you know what? I see, see talking to him and his brother in the rooms after the game, and I've been cold-shouldered by every AFL player going, man, except for you. Hey, hey, hey. Kidding. hey, hey, hey. He I is, loved everybody. <laughs> you did, mate. I'm joking. He, he and Nick and Josh are the two most lovely kids mm. or yeah. young adults you could ever meet. They're they, real gentlemen. Oh, they're, in, yeah. they're incredibly polite and kind yeah. and lovely. Always say g'day, J-A-J. You know, like uses everyone's name. So um, I take my hat off to them. And the Pies, um, the the momentum continues to roll. But Abby, what do you think about the Crows? Look. And we've got to talk about Benny Keys. I know he's a mate of yours, Robbo. And the and the <laughs> goggle ripping off. He faces a fifteen hundred dollar fine for that. Fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Because C- Sicily ripped off the headband of Aaron Norton last year. Yeah. Right. Which is and that's a fifteen hundred dollar fine. So was, did Keysy mean this, mate, or what was he, was he being cheeky, or was it accidental? What happened? No. So actually, it called me this morning because there was obviously something else that, that popped up in my um, DMs and on socials around him. But he didn't want me to talk about that. But um, he <laughs> it looked like he pooed himself. It looked okay. like he pooed himself, and he sent me a photo that morning and it, it was clear as day it's it's mud so anyone that's listening it's not he didn't shit himself it's it literally like dirt it unless, like unless he went home and rubbed dirt on his on his pants but I've got the photo here I can send it to 3 you to put Show on us. the socials no, I will. Oh, okay I don't know get if it out because here. it did it did look it like did, it had a little bit of a did, mishap it, 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 it looked like yeah, so there's a camera. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, we can see it. Oh, yeah. It's clear, it's clear as a dirt. It's dirt. Otherwise, <laughs> that's a monumental mishap. But <laughs> no, nah, he, he said that um, he was going to rip the goggles. No, not rip the goggles. He said he was going to go um, rip the back of the jersey of, of Cox and McCreary behind him pushes him and he just like loses his balance and stuff and grabs the... Come grabs off the, it, No, Keezy. no. Like, hey, I've been in a lot of scruffs in my time. <laughs> and if you, you're you an gonna, expert you, in this. You get thrown around a little bit, and when you're getting the momentum from behind, pushing the back, and the guy's only seven foot tall, so it's pretty hard to purposely go for that. Mm. That's kind of making it a case that's not great, is it? But <laughs> yeah, he, he no, he didn't mean to do it, and uh, Keezy's fine. He'll, he'll, he'll pay the fine, but it, it's yeah, he reckons he didn't do it, and I trust that guy with my life. So yeah. just don't wear goggles, but. In saying that, he needs Mace to. Mace needs them to be able to see. Bless him. I like. Ex- um, I like the colour and excitement yeah. in the game. What about Brucey Dool? Did, did that guy get fined for taking his headband off? Well, times have changed. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Boy, you know, they're all over this sort of stuff. Really, hey, they're all over this. Sort but of I stuff. am going to hear yep. talk about the Adelaide Crows because yes. they did not mm. lose any fans yesterday. I'm a Crow supporter, and mm. I, I was going to ask that. Yes, I was sitting at home on the couch in the comfort of my own home with the heater on, and that game of footy yesterday was one of the best ones. The best games that we've seen this season. Agree. Adelaide have had two ripping contests with Collingwood, who lead the competition. They are the benchmark. So it was interesting listening to some of the commentary yesterday. How first half, everyone's saying how far off the Crows are. This is a real eye-opening experience for them to show them how far off the top teams they are. And then what they did in that third quarter was unbelievable. Seven goals mm. straight. Darcy Fogarty. You know, he turned it on. Tex kicked three in that term alone. Um, I, I, Chase Jones, I was so impressed with him as well yesterday. Tazzy boy. Yeah, Tazzy boy. Um, Phil Thorpe. Dale Thomas isn't here to go, Phil Thorpe. So I'll do <laughs> it for Thorpe. him. Um, Led Jordan Dawson, though, in the middle of the ground. How good is this guy and his leadership of this young Adelaide side? Looks like a Lockfield Australian team for mine. And be 
must be a consideration for captain Darcy Moore and maybe Toby Green are up there as well. I think that's going to be a fascinating. What what a move from Adelaide to bring him from Sydney. I think when he played mm. at Sydney, was anyone saying that he was going to be a superstar midfielder? Like no I didn't. One... I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Like that that high up to be honest. And then he's. I think the the first time I took notice of him when he kicked that winning goal um, in Adelaide, yep. the, like before the siren or on the siren. And then from then on, I've just noticed this bloke up there just dominating. And I was speaking to Akizi again about the leadership group and all that kind of stuff because I, I fancy Akizi as a you know the captain of the club one day, not only because he's my, my my best friend, but mm-hmm. he was speaking. I was like, why is Dawson up there so much? And he reckons he just gets everything done uh, when he speaks. Everyone listens to him, like you know the yeah. old cliches about what a captain possesses. They reckon at his young age, he's miles ahead of where he should be, and he's he, every week he's just filling the stat sheet and getting the job done. So. Credit to him. And what I love about Adelaide, right, is they've got the perfect blend of youth and experience at the moment. It's very rare for a side to be ha- well, to have three captains playing. Yep. You know, you've got Jordan Dawson, you've got Rory Sloan, and you've got Tex Walker. So they've mm-hmm. got the leadership covered in spades. Mm. And then they've got these young kids that are just popping up and having a red hot crack. And yeah. Collingwood had no answer for them in that third quarter. They couldn't possess the ball. They yep. couldn't slow them down. And, and that was so impressive for me to watch from the Crows. So yeah, if, I was just trying to wonder, like, I didn't expect this this year. I don't know if you guys did, probably you, nope. Abby, because you're a crow's enough here, but <laughs> I was, I, I did, I did not see them where they got, I think they're seven and seven it's at the moment. Quick, yeah. yeah. So I was expecting it to be a couple more years, but they've recruited so well. Um, they brought in some great talent, obviously, um, with Rankin coming in and playing a great year. They, yeah. Rochelle, Rochelle is playing really good footy. Like their, their forward line's potent and they've obviously got ball winners and, and a couple of keys in there as well. Like we can talk about Taylor Walker if you want. Like he's mm. absolutely Another turned his life around. It's crazy. He's kicked 15 in the last two weeks. And I think he's second on the goal kicking ladder since he came back from that suspension. Mm. So he's kicked 90 plus goals and, you know, he's an old boy, but he's probably the most valuable player at the moment, which is amazing to see. Mm. Well, Matty Nix is doing beautiful things mm. with the Adelaide Crows and they're sitting in eighth spot at the moment, mm. holding on to that for dear life because just 1% behind them is the Cats. <laughs> you, know, you know who's hanging on for dear life? Who? Yeah. West Coast Eagles. Oh, and that's where we're going next. <laughs> yeah. This is the negative spin that we need to speak yeah. about. 171 points to the Swans on the weekend. Where are we at with that, Jay-Z? Yeah, so it's the biggest story in footy uh, today. There's no doubt about that. And um, West Coast Eagles chairman, the board, came in really strong last night and backed their under-siege coach, Adam Simpson, off the back of a 171-point loss to Sydney. Equal fourth biggest defeat uh, of all time. Worst loss in the history of the West Mm -hmm. Coast Eagles. They looked, they were completely defeated. The white flag went up. You don't see that on the footy field that often. But there were so many times where there was questionable efforts, not only... I mean, the younger players, it's not really even about them. This is about the senior leaders and the deterioration of that West Coast midfield. Gaff, Shuey, um, uh, Sheed has been, you know, criticised. Yo, you know, they, they started in the centre and they were the ones who were absolutely annihilated by mm. the Swans. So we have to keep that in perspective. You can't just always, yes, the injuries and the young players are a big factor, but still that senior group got yeah. walloped in there, right? So that's where the responsibility lies. They play St Kilda at home this weekend. And I don't know how you feel, Robbo. Like, take us into the locker room. I mean, have you been in, in a pressure situation where the, the walls feel like they're closing in? You know, like, you, you're under the pump. You, you, you need to respond, possibly going back to your, even your Carlton days. What is it like? What will the West Coast players be going through over these next sort of 72 hours, do you think? Oh, they'll be, hang, be hanging for off-season. Nah, <laughs> I, I, I'll see. I'm, I'm one of those, like, past players. I don't want to kick um, a team when they're down or, or have a crack at the older players because... They don't need any more. That's obviously happening a lot in the media right now. But 
I can only liken it to the Brisbane days when I first got up here. I think like we had Leppage and he got he got you know, moved on, he got sacked, and then we brought in some fresh faces in David Noble and UGM with a lot of new ideas. And we had Chris Fagan, obviously that's we all documented the the effect he's had on the group and the club. And you know we were a basket case at, at the time, and everyone was laughing at us in the in the in the competition, and we just wanted to get, gain respect back, but. I think a clean out is going to happen and it needs to happen. Like, so when I first got to the club, it was, you know, pretty, pretty grim days. Yeah. And after you kind of playing for self-preservation, you wanted to make sure you get in your twenties or, mm. or your tackles, or you, you go outside the team rules or because you just want to hang on for dear life. So I, I dare say that's what a lot of the players would be doing. They've got a lot of older players now who are past their prime, probably still hanging on because of the the club will let them stay around because, you know, the premiership success they had at that one stage and, um, and how good they can be. Nick Nat hasn't played in forever. And that's one of my best, well, not my best mates, one of my good mates. And I'm not sure how long he's got left in the game. Mm. So you got to look and start trying to trade these guys out to get some value for your buck because they're going to keep getting pumped week in, week out if they don't do something soon. And, and I see a lot of people saying, oh, the number one draft pick doesn't want to go there. Well, that's a reason to get the number one draft pick in, get him for a couple of years. And if he's a gun, then you can trade him out potentially and get some like more senior players in because mm -hmm. I don't know half their list that's playing. And mm. before the year even started, they weren't going to play finals anyway. So with all these injuries and, and what's going on at the club at the moment, it was just, it would be so hard down there. And I know they'd be trying to stick together and doing a lot of bonding things on the weekends and catching up for dinners during the week, trying to build the morale and keep them morale, going, but yeah. it's, it's way harder than that. Like you can, you can fake it till you make it, but deep down, you know, <laughs> shit, there's going to be a tough week this week again, like 174 points. I've been in a couple pumps before and we've been getting, we've, I think we got smashed two weeks in a row by hundred plus points in 2015 or 16, but Fags was finding positives out of that stuff. And in the meetings I was going, what the hell are you talking about? We just got absolutely smashed mm -hmm. in the weekend. Like that's not at all what you look at it like, but, but then he has a bigger picture. So I think a new coach coming in can give them that perspective of what can be in the future, what can mm. come through it. Like all about the journey. That's what Fags was about. This is a moment in our journey. Like we're getting smashed working week out, but we'll be laughing about this and we'll talk about this. We'll be on the walls. And mm. when you start winning finals and premierships, you look back at this and you said, oh, I built something special here. So I don't clean know slate. what Simpson, yeah. yeah, clean slate. I know, I don't know what Simpson doing in the four walls. Like he's a good coach, obviously. Like you can't win a premiership yeah, and absolutely. then fall from grace. So I just think like a little bit of a, See you guys. Like, I really appreciate it. Um, get some older players out, bring some new players in. Um, well, they allowed yeah. the Swans to have 50 scoring shots, which is unbelievable and, and unacceptable. Yeah. But for, for mine, Jay, does, does Adam Simpson survive this? Because at the end of the, I'm going into bat for Simo here. Mm -hmm. You can only do what you can only do yeah. with the, the right cattle and the yep. stock. Whereas they don't. I, I'm, I'd be more inclined to look at the high performance, the strength and conditioning coaches, the the injuries. Yes, you said you know there's more to that, but he's got two players playing in the waffle. He can't make changes. Yep, yep. No, I think um, it's a fair point you make. I think the high performance and the recruiting are equally big issues. Um, however, I think that it's only a matter of time for Adam Simpson, and whether it's at the uh, end of the season or in the last month of the season, I think there will be a change. I think it's a footy club, as Robbo probably articulated really well then. Mm. It probably needs a bit of a, a fresh start and a new voice and a new chapter. All right. Well, we need to get to a break. We've got your headlines coming up yep. afterwards. So stay with us. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you are listening on Apple, leave us a review. We would absolutely love to hear from you.
Welcome back to Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy with all the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Mitch Robinson joins us down the line in Brisbane. Robbo, let's chat about your Lions. Another good win on the road. They love the deck at Marvel, don't they, (laughs) under the lid there. But huge game coming up this week, round 16, Thursday night footy v the Tigers. Yeah, it's funny you say that because oh, not that long ago when everyone was saying they can't win away, they can't, well, they can't win, win on the, the road. <laughs> yeah, well, we can. We beat Melbourne down there last year in the final, so that's all that matters. But no, they're flying at the moment. Obviously, they had a little bit of a hiccup a few weeks ago, lost two in a row, and the, it was getting a bit nerve-wracking there at some stages. Was I was thinking along the lines of, oh, this could actually be a little bit reminiscent of last year, how we had that bad back end of the season, um, which didn't hinder us too much in the finals, but they, they found their mojo again. It was a really good win on Friday night versus the Saints. Um... And this is obviously one of the biggest games that I used to look forward to was playing against Richmond because their supporters obviously hated me for a few things I said back in the day. <laughs> but, you know, we've, we've, it's, it feels what like a genuine... You, what did you say? Yeah. Again? What did you say? Oh, I said one of their players was a legend and no one understood what that meant. So I don't know. Was <laughs> this, um, that's silly, Mitchell, just on Twitch streaming. Forget there's people watching. But oh. this is a big game because Richmond, they're a hard team to beat and... You'll see, the, you'll see their scores throughout the, throughout the year. They can put on a good score. And when they've been hit around with injuries too, but they, they can play a really good brand of footy. And we've had a big rivalry with them in the past few years with finals. Like we've seen to play them every finals campaign yeah. for yeah. some reason. So I'm not going to say it's bad blood there, but we really um, set our journey off on playing against Richmond in a final. And, and this would be a great, you know, great win for them on Thursday night on a big stage. And Richmond froth on, you know, those big games, especially with like being prime time football. They're coming off a bye, though, Jay, and the mm. buyers have not been oh, tough. good. Losses. Everyone gets a loss. Yeah. Tough. tough. Uh, there's going to be a huge focus on Marlon Pickett, yes. obviously. So he's yeah. um, uh, missed the game. Um, he's facing alleged burglary charges, of course. The club has really wrapped its arms around Marlon uh, Pickett. The cameras are going to be on him. It's going to They're going to see how he, how he copes. They're going to assess his body language. They're going to see the support. So he's going to be a huge storyline um, heading into that. And obviously, um, all the other stuff, the off-field mm. stuff, will play out over the next next um, 12 months, but uh, as we stand, Richmond saying quite clearly that he's innocent until proven guilty. Mitch, do you know, Marlon, do you have any sort of understanding or gut feel for how he might be able to be able to cope this week? Would it be challenging for him or do you think he'd relish being back on the footy field? It would be great for him mentally because at the same time, when I say that, it'd be great for him to take his mind off that stuff that's going off field, but at the same time, he'd be kind of nervous going into it because he's got so much scrutiny going on around him. But you know, he's been through a lot in his life and, and my, my partner knows him and his family a little bit well. So I don't, I wouldn't go into it too much, but he obviously, it's a big thing for him to be playing this weekend. And yeah. I just want to give a shout out to Richard because I've been through some controversy in my time and I got flicked like no tomorrow. Um, and back then we didn't have the wrap your arms around him. It was like, this guy's that a dickhead, get him out of the club. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so good from them to be able to go in and bat for him. They do that so well with their Indigenous players, well, like getting around them and, and some other players who might have gone through stuff. So I want to give a shout out to Richmond for yeah. looking after his mental and his psyche and getting him back out there because they could they could have just chucked him in the reserve for the rest of the year and just said, yeah, we'll, we'll wait to see what happens in court. Yeah. But that'll play out in, in due time and whatever happens, happens. But hopefully Brisbane smash him on Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, well, it is a big test for the Tigers. Brizzy at home, they've won 20. Five of the last 29, Jay. That was the stat. Yeah, see, I got you. I got you, <laughs> yeah, boy. that's good, that's good. Um, headlines, what do yes. you got for us? All right, um, I know we all hang out for my headlines on a Monday morning. Mitch, you texted me I before, do. I can't wait to hear them. <laughs> I um, came in, I said time. yes to this so I could come in and hear it first before <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> all right, first one, Texan star. So our man, Taylor Walker, i got two things to say about him. 
clearly leading the Coleman lead, like the most um, surprising Coleman mm-hmm. uh, leader of the season so far. Is he not the best kick in the competition? If you had to put like at least one major organ on the fact that someone could <laughs> kick a goal from say 45 meters out, up there. I'm picking Taylor Walker, like a kidney. I put a kidney definitely <laughs> you on. You put a kidney on. Not my kid, a kidney. I would not put my a kid. You don't, you see him, you you don't need to have him? that though, do you? Like you can have two, like you don't have to have both, do you? Well, I like to, you know, you raise the stakes. Then you just bit. have to lower your beer count, that's all. Yeah, a little no, bit of that. But, but I, I would t- agree with you. Outside 50, I would put my, my house on it because I actually like my organs. I'd put my house on it. Right, and this, okay. the new stand, the rule mark, has made him a better player because he gets that little three or four steps out to the right and yeah. he launches it. Like mm-hmm. he did one in yes, uh, what, yesterday and... Uh, mm-hmm. That rule just helps him out to the yeah. max. So, yeah. good on him, you, AFL. Him he, and, point. he does, but him and Fogarty as well. They're both yes. really good set shot kicks. Yes, twin towers. Yes. Right. Um, next one, slam dunk. You know how we're not talking about oh. enough? Josh Dunkley, <laughs> right? So, last year won the best and fairest at the Western Bulldogs. Changes clubs. Back to mm. back. Changes clubs. Back to back. Yeah. I reckon he could be leading Brisbane's best and fairest this year. Are you okay. feeling me, Robbo? Well, I got... Delisted because he took he wanted my number, so oh. I don't really like that bloke too much. No, but oh, he did win. Point. He did. Nah, he did win my medal as well when I made that fake medal up. He won that, but <laughs> I also won a best and fairest my first year at a new club, so nothing's impossible. He uh, should be leading that, I reckon. Right. You climb the it's mountain. It's not about me, by the way. You climb the mountain first. <laughs> How funny! On Friday night, yep. we found out that he bought Fags some Nikes. He bought what? Fags he he didn't buy his, him Nikes. He did, or not? Maybe not. He would have gone, cash, gone got for free. hey, George from Nike Cobbers, get yeah. a pair of shoes at a size six. But is, is he trying to be the coach's pet? <laughs> I think he yeah, is the coach's 100%. pet. He is. I don't he's think... got to beat McCluggage and those guys yeah. first. Like, you don't believe yeah. the love that goes on between them. McCluggage and Chris. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Sl- sluggish starts at the season, McCluggage. McCluggage yeah, he'll get there. I have faith. Lots of Gs. Um, <laughs> I think the last person player to win back-to-back best and fairest uh, amid changing clubs was Patrick Dangerfield. But... Um, mm. Better look at that up before I confirm it. Um, so we've got, so the Tex- got the Texan star. We've got the slam dunk. Yep. And we've also got the best night of the year. It is the AFL Hall of Fame night on Tuesday night where they oh induct all these legends. And yep. um, I've um, uh, been fortunate enough to go along. If you can watch it on Fox footy, I don't think Channel 7 is covering it. Sorry. <laughs> Queen of our screens. It's on well, Fox She footy. does everything, though. She'll, she'll be there. Don't you worry. You, you'll you'll oh, be there do you know what? No, I'm shattered. I was very much so looking forward to this, and I will be in Perth. Will you? Do you want to yeah. give a shout-out to your management group for the, what they're doing? Michelle IMG. Absolute <laughs> yeah, gun. Michelle <laughs> Get me on board. <laughs> it's going to be extraordinary. It's tonight that we get to take our hats off and indulge in the incredible stories of our absolute champions, yes. and I absolutely love it. It's always a funny night. It's always an enriching night. And we put – this is what we don't do enough. Robbo, we put our champions on a pedestal mm. and we pay a homage and that's what we, you know, we get, especially me, get trapped up in the negativity and the criticism at times. This is a night to take our hats off to the absolute superstars. hundred percent. What's the after parties like? Cause I haven't been to one. Uh, of course, like, that's the, where the, you the, go the with old, this. Yeah. The old boys get around it, or yeah. they just yeah. like surely you get them like oh, I want to hear some of these stories. Like they got the best in the world. I remember at a Brownlow when I was much younger at a Brownlow night when Simon Black, I think he finished second and third. He gave me a piggyback around the <laughs> dance Black. floor. <laughs> At like four o'clock in the morning. So that's going to take you, some Were beating. you killing it back then, Jay? Was he like, oh, this is Jay. Let's, you know, <laughs> I get was, on my back, mate. Jump I, on. I was and still am a nobody. It was like 22 no, years old no. around this. Uh, anyway, so well done. Yeah, that's going to take some topping, but uh, looking forward. Love those headlines. And, yep. and just quickly, feedback from your rich list. How did that go? Rich list. The, the phone has been surprisingly quiet. Has it? I've been looking at my phone over yeah. there just with oh. like one eye to see whether it sort of goes bananas or not. No one's biting. And, and this year there has been... Um, 
um, no abuse. So that's I'm taking that as a good sign. So that means you nailed it, really. Well, well how, yeah, well, either one way or the other. How did you, <laughs> like, what's the criteria for that? Because I'd love to know, because I know a lot of the boys' contracts that weren't in the same ballpark as you had them. What do you mean? Which ones? Oh. Well, I know for a fact. Are you two. saying that Jay Z didn't name, get it right? No, he didn't get it wrong. It might have changed since he last did it. Name, name names. Oh, I'll text you. Okay, text me. I don't <laughs> want to go throwing their money out there, but yeah, this, there's two players dead yeah. eye that I was like, oh, that's a bit. Low. How, far, how far off do you think? Uh, probably like a hundred. Hundred. We do have hundred thousand dollar bands. I did rate as many. So, yeah, you have cabinets. like you have oh. like five hundred and fifty to six fifty. So it's not that far, you know. But like, mate, we get the balaclavas on. We bring the we bring the crowbars <laughs> and our torches. We get to the manager's office at two or three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and we yeah. Just break in that shit, and it's we. That's yeah. how we. That's how we work it All out. Right. Maybe maybe <laughs> bonuses. Maybe bonuses and stuff isn't included in off off field sponsorships. I don't know. Incent but. incentives are a bit of a factor. Um, yeah, and we yeah. they haven't won them yet. They haven't won the best and fairest of the All Australians yet. So they, they would have hit their twelve games and their their fourteen game oh, triggers. Everyone yeah. gets really fired yeah. up with contract talks, don't we? Hey, <laughs> Robo. If you want to check out that rich list, make sure you go to whatever <laughs> that site that was on. Hairsfun.com.au. <laughs> there we go, yeah. Jay Z, Mitch Robinson. Excellent work by you two. Outstanding. You have been listening to Footy Talk. If you've got a question for us, get us on the Instagram at Footy Talk underscore Pod or at TikTok at Footy Talk Pod. Tomorrow, you've got Joey and Rui. Thanks for listening to Footy Talk. Listener.